Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is a continuation from my Satanic and Cult Ritual Abuse Part 1 podcast. This one goes into uh, celebrities, it goes into serial killers, and some trials, and information about what you can look into yourselves with satanic uh, abuse. I hope you guys enjoy it. I had a good time making it. Thank you. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Esoteric Gladiator. I'm your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today's going to be a continuation on uh, Satanism and cult ritual abuse. This is part two, so if you haven't listened to the first one, I recommend you go back and check it out. The first one, I did a lot of freestyling just because I got years of information in my head from studying this stuff so thoroughly. I did, I did uh, forget to go over some things. Uh, which is part of why I'm doing part two, but also I just kind of wanted to do just like a quick uh, refresher before I get into this so I can give you guys some examples of cases and, and tie some things together. Again, with a lot of my podcasts, I always suggest that people go and do their own research uh, because we all find new tidbits of information. We also find new cases we and, and new examples of how rampant this stuff really is in society. Uh, also, it's important to, to make sure that, uh, you know, I, I may be telling the truth. There is a lot of fake news out there on different things, uh, websites. A lot of this fake news is coming from, from, from key players or, or the protectors of key players in these satanic cults and clubs that these, these people are involved in. And um, it's, it's really uh, important that we, we know that because a lot of the people that are involved in this stuff make the laws. So they can protect themselves. Um, this is a really heavy subject. This podcast itself, it's heavy, but it's not. I feel like yesterday was a lot heavier in information and psychology and things like that. And I don't know if today's podcast will go as as long as yesterday's did. There is some heavy information in this, but this is a uh, this this more ties into some really high level people. Um, that just seem to follow this strange pattern that we see in these incident incidences, and and a lot of the key players just keep connecting to one another. They a lot of them have a lot of power and influence in society, and um, there's a reason why they have that power and inf- influence. Because again, you go back to. And, and you know, for for those who don't know, I'm not like a a classic Christian. I'm 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 like pretty much all denominational, except for like when it gets into like the darker shit in life. But I do reference the Bible a lot because I feel like the Bible has a lot of historical historical significance. And the people that are involved in Satanism, they use the Bible as as their tool of inversion of things. So when you look at like. Uh, like when Jesus was fasting in the desert for 40 days and then the devil tempted him, the devil took him on top of the hill. I went through hill symbology in my, um, my podcast on magic a few days ago. Um, but Satan told Jesus, kneel before me and, and, and proclaim me as God and I'll give you the keys to the kingdoms of the world. And he pointed to all the kingdoms, um, at least from the top of the hill and because 
G- uh, Satan is uh, the 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 uh, keeper of the kingdoms of the world, and uh, when you investigate deeply in to the occult and Satanism and things like that, you start to find out it's just it's really weird that all these music producers are, are like hanging out with Satanists, or these celebrities are are hanging out with Satanists, or praising you know. Uh, scoundrels in society, you know, and there's so many examples, people like Jeffrey Epstein, you know, and you look at his phone logs and his phone book, and he's tied to all these celebrities and these uh, musicians and all these people, you know, Harvey Weinstein and Oprah Winfrey, you know, hanging out with John God and like best friends with Harvey Weinstein. These people are connected and, and that's for a reason, you know, like I say, skateboarders hang out with skateboarders, tweakers hang out with tweakers, Gangbangers hang out with gangbangers and satanic pedophiles hang out with satanic pedophiles. And that's a pattern in nature we can't escape. As I've said before, man does not have the luxury of escaping natural law. And human nature is a direct reflection of mother nature. We are in accordance with Mother Nature. We don't get to escape it. We can try all we want. We can complain about how it's not fair, this and that. We don't get that luxury, and we keep falling on our faces and having problems in society because we somehow think we're exempt from natural law, which is the law of the Almighty Creator. Um, and, And the Almighty Creator can be interpreted in your own way as long as it's done with love, healing, and truth. If you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Jew, if you're a Hindu, if you're native, whatever. If it's done in love, healing, and truth and and praise to the Almighty Creator, that's all that matters. Goodness always has a higher vibration than evil. Here's an example. You can go into a dark room with a candle and it'll illuminate the room. But you can't go into a bright room with darkness. It has no effect. The light will always, the light is the truth. The light will always bring out the truth. The darkness can hide things, right? So good is in control. Good does have control over things. Love does conquer over things. Right? We know what darkness leads to. It leads to murder, chaos, mayhem, and all kinds of other shit. The seven deadly sins. So I'm going to get into this for you guys. I'm not going to ramble too much. I'm going to try not to. Uh, I've got this, you know, kind of choreographed out in a thesis for this podcast. I said I wasn't going to do that, but I did it anyways because I care about you guys. I want you guys to get some good information. I also know how my mind works. I jump around a lot of times, and I and I kind of want to stay on track. And I apologize to you guys that have a hard time with my ADD. Here I am in my mid-40s, still ADD as fuck. And, man, sometimes I think I'm even worse. Meditation helps with that, though. But anyways, so as I've said before, Secrecy is the key with these cults. I mean, we we and we go back to the beginning in uh, was it Genesis, I believe, in the garden where Satan deceives Eve, right, and tells her that she will 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 be as gods, and that's what a lot of these cultists believe today that they're, they're they have the power of God. They're going to figure it all out. Man can be God. They're hopped up on on, on their psychological problems, sociopathy, psychopathy, narcissism, delusions of grandeur, 
And being that these people in these powerful positions grew up in this environment, this behavior is normal to them, and that's all they know. The cults will, a lot of time, between abuse, tell children they are special and that people can't know about their special gifts because they wouldn't understand. It's easy to keep secrets with children if you threaten to take things away from them that they love or threaten to murder their family members or threaten to murder their pets or if they've seen you do this horrible shit. Uh, you know, fear. Fear is the polar opposite to love. I remember as a child many times getting threatened by my dad uh, to keep my mouth shut and the terror I felt from, you know, my own father. My father wasn't into Satanism or anything like that. Um, he was just, you know, he had some problems and we, he's worked through all that. He's a great guy now. I forgive him for, for childhood. But, uh, you know, and, and even bullies. Think about how bullies affect us as children. You know, a lot of us have been bullied. You know, like, you know, we get scared, man. Give me your fucking lunch money or I'm going to whoop that ass. People stiffen up. So imagine if you were raised in like um, a family with no boundaries. Um, I don't know if some of you guys were raised in religious homes or, or whatever it was. But as children... We kind of, we don't have a choice where we're born, you know? We can't help what we're born into. And so if you're coming from a multi-generational satanic cult family or black magic family or whatever, because there's all different kinds of Satanism. Remember that. Um, and um, so they have no boundaries and you're, you're repeatedly sexually abused, you're tortured, you're, you know, you're taught, you know, instead of, you know, love thy neighbor, you're taught deceive thy neighbor, fucking get all you can from these people. You know, you don't really have a choice. So it's normal to you as a child. Cults use a complex security system a lot of times, like during their rituals. They may have it spanning from hundreds of feet to several miles, depending on the site where the rituals take place. Which means... They will have multiple layers of security to pass through to get to the site or place of ritual itself. They use cell phones now, but back in the day they'd use walkie-talkies uh, where they would like warn participants or the next level of security. Um, you know, I've heard of like there's a compound or a place in the forest. There's uh, one layer of security scanning the perimeter outside of the ritualistic site, then, you know, two, three hundred feet up, there's another layer, then another two, three feet, uh, hundred feet up, there's another layer, or that can go for several miles. Um, they'll use, like, diversions, like if a car is going down a road, somebody might, like, jump out of nowhere and start asking them questions and stall them out while pressing a button to alert the other security that somebody's there. Um, I've heard of people winding up in the wrong place at the wrong time and then becoming a ritualistic sacrifice for these people. Um, these people are very clever, you know. So that's something to think about with these these. Uh, uh, cults, you know, it's not like these guys are just idiots off in the woods. I mean, if, if they're connected to doctors, lawyers, politicians, you know, people that own corporations, celebrities, musicians, 
a lot of these people got into these positions because they were intelligent people and they were very creative people and, and the cults themselves are extremely creative. I know a lot of people are angry with government and, and they hate certain politicians, which I do too, right? I think these people are fucking scoundrels. But it's important to realize a lot of these, if not most of these people, were raised in these multi-generational cults, which means at one point they were children and the center of abuse. I've said it before. I think the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, they're in arranged marriages. Uh, we know they ain't faithful to each other. Um, you know, this was a this was trained in them. Monsters are created. They don't just appear out of nowhere. If you look at, like, dogs or whatever, you know, again, you know, if you neglect a dog or abuse a dog, chances are the dog's going to be mean or terrified, right? It's really rare, unless they're wild dogs, that a dog is just mean out of nowhere, you know? If you take a dog to training or you train it yourself or you, you, you provide lots of social interactions for the dog, chances are the dog's not ever going to be mean, you know? It's 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 when you mis, mis, uh, use your influence over the dog that they, they go crazy, you know? And like I said, monsters are created. Think of some of the monsters that... And, and how they use these global events that take place. They have all been planned and or are started and used as tools for the cult. And things like 9-11, world wars, Vietnam, school shootings. I mean, there's a lot of information out on the, on, on the web about how a lot of these school shooters are Manchurian candidates. And a lot of their parents are like in the police or the CIA or, you know, look at David Hogg. His dad's a member of the CIA. The guy wasn't even at the shooting, and he's like the mouthpiece for taking your guns away, right? These people are, are Manchurian candidates. They're MK Ultra mind-controlled slaves a lot of times. You look at a lot of the shooters. They, they, they arrest them, and they got this bewildered look in their eyes, like, what the fuck just happened? I did all that? And then you hear, you know, from multiple witnesses that were at these shootings that there was multiple shooters involved. They see people in black ops gear shooting people, right? You know, because it's, it's really hard for me to swallow a pill that some random psycho that's been on pharmaceuticals for half his life goes into the middle of a school and just starts shooting people with the accuracy of a fucking high-level military sniper. You know, I thought this guy was loaded on fucking pills. How does that work? Where, where did he get this training from? A lot of people don't ask those type of questions. You know, let's look at the power of cults. Religions are cults from your basic Lutheran church to your crazy Jim Jones getting people to mass suicide each other off Kool-Aid to any number of crazy belief systems that goes all the way to the top. It's a pyramid system. Even the most powerful people in the world can't escape the cult mentality that seems to be ingrained through generations from religions to the top. And if you look at the Catholic Church, I've gone through the symbolism in the Catholic Church, you know, these guys aren't just random pedophiles. This is part of their ceremonial indoctrination in these high levels. So many priests get shipped from parish to parish with the jacket of child sexual abuse, and nothing happens to them. Think of the, the, the amount of lawsuits now the Catholic Church has to pay out, and yet we still have this 
massive amount of weak-minded sheeple that love and praise the Catholic Church. I've said it before a million times. I think the, the Catholic Church is a guise for a massive Church of Satan. They, they have all the, uh, the characteristics of a satanic cult up to the symbolism of the shit that they use in their staves and the black mass and the robes they wear and the colors they choose. There's a lot of time is black and red, black, red, and white, which are Nazi colors. The, 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 the Catholic Church was known for helping the Nazis escape Europe after World War II and, and get them into parishes in South America and Central America, and now you got all these fully German-speaking, German architectural towns throughout places in South America. I mean, the patterns, it's just, the patterns just keep going. I touched a little bit on serial killers yesterday, but I'm going to do a little bit more of a thorough job today. Jeffrey Dahmer believed he was Satan according to defense attorney Gerald Boyle. He was into sexual perversions, necrophilia, dismemberment, murder, and cannibalism. All the traits of a satanic cult. Tony Podesta, Clinton crime family associate, has a golden sculpture in his house hanging from the ceiling based off a murder done by Jeffrey Dahmer. Podesta has a lot of art based off small children in sexual and torturous positions in his house. I mean, go online and look up the Podesta art collection. Many of the police investigators believe Dahmer wasn't working alone in his murders. Look into the Podesta's Red Shoe Club as well, by the way. All the major high society wears the red shoes. The popes and other clergy wear them as well. But what are the red shoes? They are made from the skin of children turned into leather that were tortured and sacrificed in these satanic ceremonies. They are a symbol of membership in the high-level elite satanic clubs and cults. These people rub it in our faces. A lot of people fail to realize how these people literally get off on deception while simultaneously being praised. Their lives are lived under a psychological spell from demonic spirits, that they work with, as well as the lifestyle they were raised under since birth. It's a multi-generational thing. And again, you know, me trying to use uh, the highest level of, of compassion for certain people, like, I want these people behind bars. Uh, yeah, some of them should be murdered. Um, I would rather see these people go behind bars and then receive counseling and, and possibly try to salvage, you know, get them to recognize what it was that they did and, and maybe start them on a spiritual path to recovery, if that's even possible. You know, because I don't think, you know, Hillary Clinton had the greatest childhood, right? I mean, you don't just eat children and fuck children and do all kinds of crazy shit if you had a great childhood, Right? I mean, I had a rough childhood and I wound up going to jail for years. And I look at the way I was raised and thinking about that, and I'm like, well, it's not fucking surprising that I wound up in, a, in institutions for seven and a half years of my life. The last time was for, six, for five years and 11 months. So I've done a lot of work since then. And then going into Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, he was a violent serial killer and sexual deviant. 
known as a Satanist. He had a te- uh, a satanic pentagram tattooed on the palm of his hand. Uh, he lived with his fucking uncle, who was a violent uh, ex-military guy. Ramirez watched his uncle shoot his wife in the head. Uh, you know, Richard Ramirez saw a lot of violence, and, and what happened? In turn, he became a violent violent fucking serial killer connected with the occult. You know, David Berkowitz was a serial killer known as the son of Sam and openly talked about being part of of a satanic cult or cults in general. Um, You know, and a, a lot of his murders were tied to that. I mean, he openly speaks about this. Henry Lee Lucas, um, was an admitted member and murderer for satanic cults. He had a partner named Otis Toole. They were both openly admitted to being members of satanic cults. It's really interesting to look at the features, the facial features and eyes of these serial killers. They have extreme features. And again, back to Chinese face reading, which through years of practice, it's flawless. It's a flawless symptom. It's the geology of reading human bodies. You know, it doesn't lie. These people have extreme emotional imbalances. You look at their eyes, how crooked their face are, their fucked up teeth. They got teeth like fucking cannibals. And President George W. Bush pardoned Henry Lee Lucas from the death penalty. So during George Bush's presidency, he didn't pardon anyone off death row. There's people that defended themselves and murdered somebody that were on, on death row. But George Bush goes out of his way to pardon a convicted serial killer affiliated and tied to satanic cults. Huh. It's a weird, weird, you know, weird situation in life, I guess, right? Ted Bundy, infamous serial killer in the Pacific Northwest, was a Republican politician. And when you look uh, at like somebody like Ted Bundy, his facial features, look at his eyes and his lips. The guy looks like a sociopath. There's nothing there with him. You got John Wayne Gacy, who's deeply involved in charitable work for the Democratic Party. And I can imagine the Zodiac Killer was also involved in black magic and Satanism. I mean, it says it in his name, the Zodiac. And when you look at the the secret societies and the satanic cults, and I'm not saying everybody involved in astrology, I was deeply involved in that for a long time and stuff, is involved in Satanism or anything like that. But it always goes back to things like this. And, and that's not to say your average astrologer is a Satanist. I don't believe that at all. I'm just saying. You know, a lot of times with, these, with, with anything in life, the paths, there's good and there's bad. There's good magic and bad magic. There's good religion and bad religion, you know? All kinds of things. There's good tattooers and bad tattooers. I happen to be a good one. And we'll talk a little bit about the Hillside Stranglers, who a lot of people don't know about. They were in, in Los Angeles area. Angelou... Angelo Bueno and Kenneth Bianchi, they were cousins. They are also rumored to have worked with uh, the dark arts, Satanism, and all that. Bianchi has a tattoo on his arm that says Satan's Own. Bueno supplied uh, prostitution services of young girls to police chiefs, high-level political figures, and, and people in, you know, in Hollywood and stuff. The cousins were given special treatment by the police and also had connections 
again, into Hollywood. Angelo was known to have ties with Frank Sinatra and other high-level celebrities. There was a lot of interesting twists and turns in this case. A lot of the evidence suggested that these guys didn't act alone in their murders. But a lot of their murders were, you know, sexual uh, perversions and all kinds of crazy shit. Strangling somebody while having sex with them and stuff. A lot of the evidence suggests... um, you know, again, that there was multiple people involved. And knowing now what we know about Hollywood and celebrities and the dark arts, I'm sure it's very telling that these that those who pay attention to the patterns in nature, th- these guys are just hanging out with these guys, right? Uh, the Manson family was involved in uh, satanic cult practices, and it's rumored that Roman Polanski was a well was well aware of Sharon Tate's. Uh, uh, fate and brutal murder because he helped orchestrate the event. Polanski was taken to trial in the late 70s for bringing a 13-year-old girl to Jack Nicholson's house that he got drunk and he had sex with her. At the time, he was 43 years old. This can't be the only incident that he was involved in with minors, right? It's also very interesting to see how he's so widely praised by the Hollywood elites. Uh, Roman Polanski... You know, it's like these guys are pra- praising pedophiles, right? Oh, they did it with Harvey Weinstein, you know? That's what these guys are into. And Roman Polanski created a movie called Rosemary's Baby. It's about a woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to the devil's baby. The movie is about Satanism, the occult, witches' covens, and so forth. Um, probably just another coincidence, though. These people will... Tr- throw you breadcrumbs as to who they are if you pay attention. People will tell you who they are, right? I mean, dealing with relationships and stuff, like women will give you subliminal, uh, you know, uh, messages or, or admissions to things they feel guilty about or whatever, and then it makes them feel guilt, guilt-free for whatever reason, I guess. They work in signs and symbols with the craft, and the craft is art. Artists are magicians. It's the energy used in creative process that give them power. As dark as Satanism and black magic is, it's very spiritual and formulated. Evil is spirited. You know, it's still spirituality. Evil spirituality, but it's still spirituality. It's duality. We live in a dualistic dimension. There's plenty of evidence and clues to suggest that a large majority of serial killers have ties to Satanism and cults. I can't get into all of them. Uh, There's an excellent book written by David McGowan. He's no longer with us. He wrote a few really good books. The book's called Program to Kill, The Politics of Serial Murder. It's not on audio. He does have an audio book called uh, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon about the Laurel canyon and hippie movement which is extremely interesting goes into some satanic cult stuff there how a lot of these musicians that are super famous um, how their family members were high-level military high politicians related to uh, monarchs in europe and how a lot of them were were actually uh, sexually abused by their parents which seems to be a repeated thing when dealing with cult ritual abuse it's an excellent book Another one that I suggest. 
It's really important to notice the psychology of politicians and people in high places like corporations and so on. They have no problem dropping bombs on villages of people. They don't seem to have a problem overtaxing us. They seem to enjoy the drama and chaos within society. Uh, you know, the, we've connected the CIA to selling drugs all over the place, uh, distributing guns throughout the country to like gangs and stuff like that, war on drugs and so forth. They're connected to mass extinctions of animal species, of dumping toxic chemicals in our water supplies or oil spills, which are calculated uh, ceremonial events. Sorry, guys, hate to break it to you. They're not, they're just not by chance. I mean, how many oil spills have we had? We haven't heard of one in years, but there was a time in history where they were happening all the time and it was calculated um they're putting pesticides in our food they're passing bills that favor the wealthy sociopathic elites over the people that are struggling all the time they're helping these people make their money they're encouraging us to use pharmaceuticals instead of naturopathic medicines they're teaching our children a bunch of useless destructive information in public schools and the list goes on these people have the constitution of serial killers they rub things in our faces and use symbology. You know, the same tactics of serial killers who think they're untouchable. They leave clues. So I'm going to just get into like a couple of other like celebrity type people, high level people that you may have heard of. Um, there's a long list. I'm just giving you guys examples, right? So you got Jack Parsons, the creator of Jet Propulsion Laboratories, who... Uh, was involved in the dark arts and sex magic and, and all this crazy stuff. And, and, you know, he believed he was going to get into the heavens and he, he was really good friends with L Ron Hubbard, the guy who created Scientology. Um, and, uh, even L Ron Hubbard's son openly admits that his dad was into black magic and, and weird shit like that. And then, then you just kind of got to look at Scientology, um, as a whole and some of the information that's came out on it. And I'm not saying every science, you know, it's like me saying every Christian is this way or every Catholic is this way or whatever. Um, but you know, the, the, look at the fruits uh, of Scientology, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I grew up in LA in the Hollywood area and it's just always centered around weird shit. Right. And so L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons were roommates, I believe, but they were also part of the same satanic cult. And, they were, uh, Jack Parsons in particular, they were trying to have a moon child, which would be like a Rosemary's baby, where you impregnate a woman with the spirit of Lucifer or a demonic entity, and this this child would go on to do horrific things, and I, I don't even know what happened with this child. For all I know, the, the child is a high-level politician somewhere, or fucking, who knows? But, um, it's, it's, uh, you know... Look, these are powerful people. These are praised people. And these are the type of people involved in this stuff. And I'm not saying every celebrity or elite guy in a corporation or politics is like this, but a lot of them are. I mean, those are just the facts. We can look at someone like Marina Abramovic, who seems to be connected to all types of people from the Clinton Foundation to Hollywood elites, Jay-Z... You know, and Bill Gates, she just did a commercial for Bill Gates that got fucking booed off the internet. Um, the scum always collects in, in certain parts of the, the pond. It's an energetic and spiritual force within nature. 
This is a spiritual war that's playing out in the physical. Marina is known for her ritualistic ceremonies and magic using blood and other bodily functions. There's videos of her using buckets and buckets of blood. And where's she getting this shit from? She does all of this by hiding behind the title as, Oh, I'm an artist. It's art. The bitch is a whore in Babylon. And if you look at a lot of her photographs, she's wearing the red dress. She's holding, you know, the skin skull of a goat. Um, the symbology is there. She carved a pentagram into her stomach. Um, so it's, it's not like it's just some innocent artist doing this stuff. And then you look at the people she's hanging out with, the Podestas and, and Bill Gates and the Clintons and Jay-Z who's wearing shirts that say, do what thou wilt which is by Aleister Crowley, and a lot of people love to praise Crowley, this and that. I'll give Crowley his credit that he was a very, very disciplined magician, but the motherfucker was a black magician. His children died, a bunch of his friends died, and it was all connected to him. He died alone and sick because, hey, he was known as the Beast, 666. You shall be known by the fruits you bear. And I'm not going to praise Crawley. And he wasn't misunderstood to me. I look at his face. I read his facial features. It's all in his eyes. He's got the thin pedophile lips. The wide sociopathic crooked crazy eyes. Looks like he's possessed by a demonic spirit. And, and off the topic but kind of related to it. Look into the Barbara Bush is the daughter of Aleister Crowley conspiracy online it's fucking fascinating and when you look at their facial features they both got really odd fucking facial features they look alike and that goes too with like the john podesta um chester from lincoln park uh conspiracy and how they're related and that you know chester's mom was having an affair with john podesta and chester was always openly talking about being sexually abused as a small child and as an adult him and his buddy um from soundgarden oh fuck how could i forget his name uh they were they were trying to speak out against uh child trafficking and 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 pedophilia right and lo and behold they both die or were murdered or whatever and with the murder thing, it's always, you know, uh, suicide or heart attacks. And it's important to note, like, if you go back into books, like, you know, Frabato the Magician, written by Franz Bordone, who was a magician in, in Europe during the time of Nazi Germany, he talks about the wars between secret societies and the magicians and the occult and um, how they had instruments to give people a heart attack on sight because... A lot of times they had to murder people in their fraternal orders because these people talked or their number came up. You know, if your your card gets pulled, your number comes up. Hey, you you're you're that. Hey, sometimes you got to make a big sacrifice to get more power from your demonic spirits, and these people will do that. So I can say, as an actual high level, well paid, uh, te very technical artist of many mediums, Marino Abramovich's art is shit. Okay, I've seen great performance art pieces. Hers is shit. It's all based off the occult. 
And it's because she's one of them. She's part of the club. You know, she's out there teaching Lady Gaga shit, Lady Gaga. And they all like to hide behind this thing, too. Oh, she's so limitless. She's such a limitless human. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Limitless how? Oh, she'll do anything. She has no problem challenging her comfort levels and this and that. Well, does that mean challenging your comfort levels by drinking blood and having blood fucking ceremonies, spirit cooking and shit like that? I've spent thousands of hours researching so many of these people. And the one thing that seems consistent is that their names seem to appear and reappear in the stories of other people linked to the occult. It's like, it's consistent, right? It's not just, you know, it's like I'm a fucking detective, um, you know, looking for clues. And, and as an artist, you know, I'm very obsessive and OCD about my art, and I look at, like, the things that I study, I study that with my art, and I trust my, my art, and I trust my opinions, and I trust what I, you know, I study and the conclusions that I come up with, because then I look at society, all these idiots that are fast asleep, that are barely getting by, sticking up for their fucking politicians and celebrities, meanwhile, these guys are trying to fuck them and their families over, and I'm supposed to trust these idiots because of science, or, oh, they can't keep secrets, it's, it's ridiculous to me, I don't trust that, I, I, trust myself and I trust a lot of my close friends you know a lot of my you know I surround myself by people that I feel like in some ways are more talented in certain areas in life you know than me and I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit oh I might be wrong or oh can you teach me that a lot of people in society are 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 too weak their 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 egos are too fragile they can't look in the mirror and say i got deceived or i'm being deceived i did that years ago my life has been way better since and i've said that before too okay so let's go into a couple of 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 relatively famous public uh, cases i'm not going to go too deep in, into some of these but um the mcmartin preschool trial was a daycare sex uh, uh center and you know, there was lots of sexual abuse involved in the 1980s. It was prosecuted by the Los Angeles District Attorney Ira Rayner, members of the McMartin family who operated at the preschool in the Manhattan Beach, California area, were charged with numerous acts of sexual abuse of children in their care. Ac accusations were made in 1983. Arrests and Pre-trial investigations ran from 1984 to 1987, and the trial ran from 1987 to 1990. After six years of criminal, criminal trials, no convictions were obtained, and all the charges were dropped in 1990. I looked at that bitch, Virginia Martin's face. The bitch is guilty, okay? And her son, or her nephew, or whoever that motherfucker was, guilty. Look at their facial features. Their lips are pointing downward as if they enjoy misery or their speech. They like negative speech, right? When the trial ended in 1990, it had been the longest and most expensive criminal trial in American history. The case was part of a daycare sex abuse hysteria or moral panic over the alleged satanic ritual abuse in the 1980s and early 1990s. And notice in how these these terms work. Oh, conspiracy theorist, right? Meanwhile, we could have all the evidence in the world, it's, it's in public re records, but people are calling them conspiracies. Stupid, 
right? Satanic panic, right? They, they put these titles on it to make it look like it's just, oh, this is such a, just a misuse of fear or allegations. We would never do that. I mean, sure, we bomb villages of people and overtax you guys and and we we release or, or, or we we release people from death row that are involved in satanic rituals but we would never be part of that this is just so ridiculous the really interesting thing about this case is that multiple young children and parents at this school made accusations there was also secret a uh, secret tunnel system below the preschool, which tunnels are notoriously used in satanic rituals and have been for years. You can go back to the Hellfire Club on the East Coast, Boston, all up and down that uh, Benjamin Franklin was part of. They they had these these um, you know intricate tunnel systems there. The tunnel systems under D.C. You know as far as the whole Pizzagate scandal goes and and, and all that. I mean. There's just too many fucking coincidences that are patterns. The patterns are true, okay? If it's consistent, it's true. Fuck the allegations. When you got judges that are part of this, that are letting people go, that are part of their satanic clubs, I don't need evidence anymore. Your behavior, the fruits of your labor, tell me who the fuck you are. I know what you're about. And they may have dropped all charges, but when you consider the Satanism is a complex systematic cult that operates within and above the laws, it's not surprising that these charges were dropped. There is multiple judges and politicians who are part of this network, as I said before, and I'm going to keep saying it. The number one rule is secrecy, deception, power, and a subversive showboating. They love to rub it in our faces like serial killers. You'll notice just like serial killers, politicians, they, they have the same psychological make, makeup. Let's get into the West Memphis, Memphis Three that a lot of people like to stick up for these little fucking punks, right? The West Memphis Three was a group of three teenagers who were heavily into the occult, black magic, and Satanism, per their own words. They openly spoke about it. The murders itself was satanic was a satanic ritual the accused murderers damian eccles who was a leader jesse miss kelly jr and jason baldwin kidnapped tortured sexually assaulted and hogtied the victims naked and the, the children were like eight years old okay there's three children the bodies were found severely mutilated in a muddy creek the um the the murderers ranging between age 16, 17, and 18, uh, Damien Eccles was 18, he suffered from mental issues, had a criminal history, and was cla a classified sociopath. And he said that he gained powers from drinking human blood. But that didn't matter to the future prosecution when they, when they went back for a retrial after serving 18 years, because celebrities like Johnny Depp and, and, and high-level musicians would help these three monsters get off for the retrial. They released them, right? Why? Because they're part of the club. 
And let's not forget who Johnny Depp was and that he trained under Hunter S. Thompson, who is uh, linked to snuff films uh, for politicians. Uh, he, he openly speaks about drinking adrenochrome, which is the blood of infant children, adrenalized blood. Um, and, you know, you can look at Johnny Depp and his history, you know, how River Phoenix died at his club. And, you know, River Phoenix, at the time Johnny Depp was dating Winona Ryder, Johnny Depp was horribly jealous. River Phoenix shows up to his club, leaves, and, and, and dies of heroin, cocaine overdose outside the, the, the club. What did they, what did they, did Johnny Depp fucking send him a drink or something? I mean, who the fuck knows? And let's look at Johnny Depp now as a person. The guy went from like the handsomest guy in Hollywood with access to the finest doctors and foods and all that. And so he goes from the handsomest guy in Hollywood to now he looks like a fucking lesbian suffering from cancer. What the fuck happened to Johnny Depp? What did he see or participate in his life to make him age that way. Especially considering that he had access to the best of the best in life, from food to medical. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's what happens, you know, when, when you're part of the club. These three murderers were teenage initiates in Satanism, and they were released off supposed DNA mishap. And then who do they blame for the murders? A random black guy they called Mr. Bojangles. Imagine that. Three, you know, three white, young white guys uh, blame a black guy for the murders in the end, right? That We've never seen that in the history of uh, America, right? So I was just watching Goodfellas the other day, and there was this part in the movie where, you know, the Goodfellas were waiting outside of this diner, and this guy pulls up in this huge uh, 18-wheeler, um, full of merchandise. The guy gets out of his truck. He nods and tips his hat at the Goodfellas and walks inside the diner. He's inside, or inside the diner. He eats. While he's in the diner, the Goodfellas take off with his truck. He goes back so outside after he eats and sees that his 18-wheeler's gone, which he knew it was going to be gone. He goes running back inside and says, Huh, can you believe that? Two niggas just took off, took off with my truck. I need to use your phone. I mean, that right there. You know, I mean, this is a repeat in the history of America, right? Blaming the black guy. Oh, my, you know, how many white ladies accused innocent black guys of rape, right? It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Then you got the Franklin School scandal, uh, Boys Town, Lawrence A. King, member of the Republican Party, goes all the way to the White House, friends with the White House, Right. And, and what did they say based off testimony from Paul Bonacci? They were involved in cannibalism, uh, child trafficking, satanic cult ritual abuse and all types of other stuff. You know, and, and people can say whatever the fuck they want. There was multiple witnesses and a lot of people died that were connected to this trial. Oh, just more mysterious murders. Oh, imagine that Clinton, you know, Clinton crime family style. Uh, suicide. Oh, the guy crashed a car. So on and so forth. But I recommend, you know, it's the, the details are just so heavy in this one. I'm not going to go too, too deep into it. But it's called the Franklin School Scandal. And you can find testimony from Paul Bonacci and other people involved in it. And then you can go into things like the, the Jimmy Savile and the Ninth Circle thing, which was a royal family, a, a British thing. And 
You know, Jimmy Seville had access to children and metal patients. And after he died, multiple people came forth. And I'm not talking about just 10 or 15. I'm talking about dozens and dozens of people came forth. Jimmy Seville, who was like best friends with the royal family, uh, had connections to, uh, you know, the most powerful people in, in and, uh, England. And he was accused by dozens and dozens of people of being a fucking sick satanic monster and molesting them as children and abusing them as children, right? Again, I'm sure the royal family didn't know anything about that. They've got such a Puritan history in their family, right? There's numerous cases of satanic trials and criminal investigations. The funny thing is a lot have been covered up or dismissed once the accusations lead to members of Congress presidents or high-level players in society connected to politicians they cannot have this information out there they are members of the club and allowed to have immunity why because they make the rules and a large majority of these people are in on it bribery with children and young girls and you know they get you on film fucking kids or teenage fucking prostitutes or sex slaves or whatever and now you're on film now they can hang that over your head so now when shit goes to trial if you're the judge over that jurisdiction hey guess what you are not going to find this person guilty or we're going to release the the videos or the photographs of you hanging out with this you know teenage girl or you know the video you fucking this little boy Right. So you're going to play by the rules because you're part of the club. And that's the way that it goes in the mob, too. And it's blood in, blood out. Right. This isn't this isn't new. And this is ancient. This goes back into Rome and Egypt and all this stuff. This, you know, people seem to think that, you know, we've had all this innovation in, in life and in society with cars and phones and all this. But the innovation of conspiracies and sacred societies and corruption, well, that's just, that just ended in Rome. You know, that, just, that doesn't exist anymore. And it's ignorance at its finest. And most of the people that think this are really involved in media. And a lot of them are atheists that are addicted to superhero movies. And, you know, it's always these type of people that I'm just like, these guys, these guys couldn't be trusted to keep the, the tribe safe. These guys are idiots. They go off whatever the, their television tells them or whatever they learned in school. Right? They're not going to keep us safe. But I'm supposed to trust a massive amount of these people? Because why? No, thank you. Anyways, um, you know, you can look into, you know, like Satanism in the music industry. And that, that, that's a deep ass rabbit hole. And that goes from the conception of the music industry till now. Sammy Davis Jr. was a member of the Church of Satan. Who was he hanging out with? The, 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 the Rat Pack, Sinatra, all these guys. It's... It's just like, you know, it, it, again, the patterns just go so deep with these people. You can look in at like, you know, sat Satanism in Hollywood. That There's tons of, of documentaries and books on this stuff. Um, you know, uh, you, you can look at like satanic logos in, 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 in corporate America or just corporations in general or satanic symbols and sigils in the military. Um, and, and speaking of the military, you can look into uh, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino, who was a high-level ranking military official directly linked to the White House, So, which means he had clearance. 
Michael Aquino has had numerous uh, allegations of sex abuse and ritualistic satanic magic. Well, again, and, and what happens, the charges get dropped, even though Michael Aquino openly admits that he is the founding member of the Temple of Set, a satanic organization and satanic church. I mean, and you can look all this up. But again, oh no, he's not guilty. Even though when you look into satanic ritual abuse and things of that nature, it always uh, revolves around uh, sexual misconduct, pedophilia, drinking blood, ritualistic murder, lying, deception, uh, demonic possessions, rites and rituals. But no, that guy wouldn't be guilty, right? I mean, people need to start putting this together, and I think they are. I really do. I don't want to make it sound like a lot of people aren't getting this, you know, putting this shit together. Because a lot of people are putting this together. And I think um, that we're going to see a really huge surge of of people getting prosecuted and, um, you know, a lot of this truth coming to light. It's 2020, which represents clear vision. You got to open your eyes. We are going to see something on a global level this year besides the coronavirus that is going to shock and make it to where people can no longer deny it. The gig is up for these people. The act is over. They're all actors. They were they were raised as actors. You know? They were told to keep secrets. These cults, they cannot share their secrets. And then you look at secret societies, fraternal orders, and the levels of that. The chain of command, which is all based off of secrecy. Anyways, I wanted to put this out there. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I know it was heavy information. Again, I wake up, I meditate and pray every morning for you, your families, for me, my family, for the animal kingdom, for the Mother Earth, for you know the world at large. Uh, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of faith. And, and I feel, again, like I said earlier, the good guys win. And I'm just going to use an example of the meek shall inherit the earth. The meek doesn't mean you're a punk. The meek doesn't mean you're weak. The meek means you have a lot of power, but you sit back and you hold on to it like a gentleman. And you wait. You do the right thing. The meek does the right thing. You know, because you could be a weakling... And, and still be involved in some dark shit. But the meek have composure. They have grace. And that is an interpretation. I forget who said it. It was in incredible of how the meek shall inherit the earth. Because they have grace and temperament. And they have power. Look at a lot of these martial artists that know about this stuff. These guys, these guys are assassins. But they don't use their power for ill. They go out and they try and help other people because they're watchdogs in the night. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you for, for listening to my, my stuff. I really do appreciate it. It's a great outlet for me. You guys take care.